Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Mason 10 minutes deflected and picked up Mosey. He'll take it in. It's a pick six and a touchdown. The New York Jets select Zach Wilson, quarterback, BYU. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Turn the Jets podcast. I'm your host, Will Parkinson, at WillPod11 on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Just me today on the show. I'm going to do a quick 15, 20 minutes here um, on the first exciting two days of free agency. We'll talk a little bit of Twitter mailbag. And then next week, coming up, Brian Clark's going to join us and break down some of these free agents, uh, you know, more in depth. We'll get it. We'll get pretty, ha- uh, you know, heavy into DJ Reed and Jordan Whitehead with Ryan next week. But Obviously, a uh, you know exciting start to uh, exciting start to the offseason. Very unJets like, um, you know, for this uh, you know for the organization. I think as as Jets fans or um, anyone that's followed the Jets for you know a number of years, free agency seems to always be a time where the Jets um, spend a lot of money. They always have a lot of cap space. At least the last you know decade or so, um, always have a lot of cap space. Always linked to all these big free agents. Um, usually end up with one or two of them who are either past their prime or the Jets had a severely overpay. Um, as much as I love CJ Mosley, CJ Mosley is the prime example of the overpay. Le'Veon Bell, obviously, or, um, you know, like Tremaine Johnson or Revis the second time or Cromartie the second time, all these guys that are, um, you know, obviously past, past their best and paying them, you know, like they are not. But uh, this year I felt like the Jets, you know, they had some really clear holes. Obviously we've talked about this a number of times, whether it be, you know, they had a second tackle spot that's up in question. They need a number one wide receiver. They needed a number one corner. They needed two safeties. They needed a right guard. They needed another edge, like all these different things. That said, um, you know, some of the names, you know, yes, they were involved in the, the Stefan Gilmore's and Marcus Williams. Marcus Williams was a miss. Um, you know, obviously, you know, 25 years old, the Jets got outbid by the Ravens, which is, um, you know, it's obviously unfortunate. The Jets, you know, he only signed for $14 million a year. Uh, obviously, there was, you know, I reported, Connor Hughes reported, multiple other people did. The Jets have to have to pay upwards of $17 million to kind of pay that Jets tax. And the Jets didn't do that, right? That's something like McCagney would have kept, um, you know, <laughs> pumping up the price there. What they did do, um, they go out early on day one, Lincoln Tomlinson, 30-year-old, uh, you know, left guard slash right guard from the San Francisco 49ers Pro Bowl last year. Scheme fit, nasty, tough. And people I spoke with, you know, he's going to bring that nastiness to this offensive line room that they're desperately, desperately, uh, you know, needing. So that was a huge, you know, huge way to start free agency. Three years, $40 million, about $27 million guaranteed. But I'm sure 
we'll get the contract details that'll come out, you know, here, um, you know, after four o'clock this afternoon, that it'll be a, uh, you know, it'll mostly be like a two-year deal that the Jets can get out of similar to the Carl Lawson, the Corey Davis signings, uh, you know, other signings like that, you know, that three-year deal, that's really a two-year deal. The surprise was, you know, Braxton Barris's market was supposed to be a little bit, you know, heavier than it was. Um, the Jets bring him back on a two-year $12 million deal. That's really an essentially a one-year $3 million deal. Um, you know, the Jets, <laughs> to be able to bring back, to be able to start a free agency, addressing the biggest one in your offensive line by far in right guard, um, and then going on to be able to get a fan favor in Braxton Barrios, bring him back. It was just a really nice start to the day, uh, you know, on, uh, you know, the other day. So that, to me, you know, signaled the Jets had a, you know, calculated plan. Again, they were, um, you know, is Tomlinson going to have to move from left guard to right guard? Absolutely. That's the one concern. From speaking with some offensive line experts around the league, uh, I know Damian Woody spoke a lot about this. It's just going to come down to reps. He played right guard in college at Duke. Um, so it's not as if he's not familiar with playing right guard, but he's only played 65 snaps at right guard in the NFL. So, um, you know, it's going to take some time to adjust there, but the Jets should have a damn good offensive line next year. Um, if you get a healthy Mackay Becton or – you know, for whatever reason, you draft Ike Aquano at four. I mean, this offensive line is going to be mauling people, right? Um, you know, I've talked a lot about this. The best way to help Zach right now, uh, get him weapons and protect him as much as possible and kind of basically put the onus on Zach, right? That's that's the biggest thing is um, make sure that, you know, no matter what happens, you can properly evaluate him. There's no half measures of, oh, we kind of half addressed the offensive line. Oh, we kind of half addressed receiver. You know, since Joe Douglas has gotten there, the Jets paid uh, almost 35, uh, over $30 million for George Fant. Um, obviously a great signing. In hindsight, they traded up uh, multiple third-round picks to go get Elijah Vera Tucker at 14. They drafted Mekhi Becton at 11. They have now paid Lankin Tomlinson $40 million. They paid Connor McGovern, I believe, three years, 28 or $29 million as well. So, you cannot say Joe Douglas is not invested in this offensive line, whether everyone hits, you know, McGovern and Beckton have a, still some question marks around them, whether it be from leadership or, um, you know, health perspective, but, you know, fully healthy, this offensive line is in a really good spot. Again, Braxton Berrios, you know, great returner, obviously provides some, you know, is that wide receiver four backup slot guy, um, you know, gadget player. I think it's a really nice signing for the Jets. Again, based on where the details are at, it's really just a, it's a one-year deal. The Jets are not going to pay him almost $9 million next year. So, uh, in 2023. So realistically that deal will get restructured, uh, you know, or he'll get kind of re-upped next year, but, you know, really good start to the day. They're in on Gilmore. They're in on Marcus Williams. They're in on some other folks. You're starting to feel some good momentum, but, you know, they stayed out of the, uh, you know, overpay for the Christian Kirks who got four years, 84 million, which is simply absurd. Um, I don't care how you phrase it, you know, what, what the, you know, incentives are. It's a ridiculous move by the Jaguars. So, um, you know, Zay Jones to the Jaguars for 30 million, uh, Foley Fatukasi, who, who ended up going to, um, you know, I've been talking about for months there, there's pretty much no way he was going to return. Um, the Jaguars paid him an average annual value of $10 million a year on a three-year deal. Foley's a nice guy, you know, New York guy. It was, would have been nice to be able to keep him, but uh, not the right scheme fit. And especially at that dollar amount, he has three career sacks and got $30 million. The Jets just cannot be, they're not in a position to be doing that right now. So, um, you know, other guys that, you know, they could have potentially, you know, been linked, you know, linked with or, you know, looked at, um, you know, they're bringing Tevin Coleman back as well. Um, you know, the Jets brought back, you know, guys like Gidry, 
you know, Tim Ward, they brought back uh, Jeff Smith, a lot of Dan Feeney this morning as well. So they brought back a lot of those death pieces, um, you know, and they, they started out doing, going all offense. And then, you know, I thought one of the, it was one of those signings that I think Jets fans are really excited about. And I think people around the league were also excited about CJ Uzama from the Bengals. Tight end has been an issue for the Jets. Uh, I think that we all are pretty aware of how, of how bad it's been at, at tight end last year. The tight end room was just, it was tough to watch, um, you know, frankly, and bringing CJ Uzama on a, you know, on a three-year deal, very modest, you know, $8 million a year, pretty middle of the market. Uh, you know, I think he was maybe the eighth or ninth highest paid tight end now. Um, again, middle, you know, it's kind of about where he, you know, he's probably between the eighth and 14th best tight end in football. And he got paid, you know, as such. Um, when you look at what Will Disley got in Seattle, the same exact deal. And I think Uzama is far better than Disley. Um, it's not just about what he's going to be able to bring on the field from a perspective of, you know, opening up the passing game, you know, adequate run blocker, um, some of those over routes, some of those, you know, crossers and things like that, that's that kind of, you know, have that guy over the middle of the field. It's the off the field stuff as well. Um, one of the huge, you know, one of the huge uh, voices in that Bengals locker room a year ago. And, you know, you see Chris, the Chris Collins works of the world. You see every single Bengals fan just upset that they're going to lose Uzama. And I think that says a lot. This Jets team, needed to continue to adjust and you know change the culture and it doesn't happen overnight right and they went from two wins to four wins and yes there was some feel-good stuff but um continuing to to revamp that culture bringing guys who've been there who've done it you know Uzama obviously being in Cincinnati for the last uh you know seven or eight years has has seen has seen some shit right and, but he's able they, he's able to overcome it he's a guy that um you hope can bring that kind of not only just mentality you know on Sundays but you know, Monday through Friday, Monday through Saturday, you know, walk, you know, talk to talk a little bit and then come in and, um, you know, walk the walk on Sundays and produce. I think that was something that's super important. Um, they got, they started to do that last year with guys like Sheldon Rankins, obviously CJ Mosley is, um, you know, a great, you know, example of that, but continuing to just get guys that have been there, done that and been able to, um, they can contribute, but also be, you know, vocal leaders. So um, we'll get into the, uh, we'll get into the defense and the Twitter mailbag right after this. Let's get to uh, let's get the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, we'll get like I said, we'll get more in depth next week as these deals start to settle and kind of break down, you know, the fit and stuff like that. Want to kind of just review some of you know what went on um, yesterday. Obviously, day starts off with the Jets. Um, you know, I reported it. Um, you know, and a million people reported it as well. Uh, obviously, the interest in Marcus Williams is very real, and the Jets get outbid by Baltimore. Um, from my understanding, did not, you know, they, you, you know, were not comfortable going to paying that Jets tax, which in the long run is a miss, but, you know, the, the way they were able to kind of respond is, is fantastic. Um, go get DJ Reed from Seattle on a three-year $33 million deal. It's, you know, a player that's stocks on the rise, was familiar with Solid in San Francisco, um, you know, familiar with the scheme in Seattle, had a really nice year last year. Shorter guy, longer arms, but um, – really nice player you can see it on film the second you put on the film it's um you know you see why Tibor show high and them again and then the guy that seattle fan base was was livid to lose um he's a name i, I know i connected with the jets i think dj b enemy connected with as well just because again that scheme versatility the age all these different things made a lot of sense he'll you know he'll be their cornerback one default unless they you know they acquire somebody else or um you know do something through the draft as a, a la sauce garden or something like that but 
um, you know, it'll be, you know, Reed on one side and Bryce Hall and Brandon Eccles competing for the other side, uh, Michael Carter in the slot. And it's just, it's a dramatic upgrade. Um, you know, Reed, Reed's a damn good player. Seattle was far better with him, <laughs> you know, on the field, you know, him and Quandre Diggs really held it down from, you know, covering up for some other liabilities, you know, in the secondary back there. So, um, Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You know, I like the signing. We'll see that the actual guaranteed money and we'll see what the what the average annual value actually is, because um, as I mentioned, the, the deal has a lot of upside in it, meaning I'm not sure we don't know yet how much of that 33 million is actually, <laughs> you know, actually part of the deal. It's not incentive based. Right. It, so, you know, we'll see there. And then I, my favorite signing of the week, um, you know, for the Jets so far, Jordan Whitehead on a two year, $14 million deal is stealing. Um, I like Whitehead's game a lot. He's obviously more of a box safety than he is that free safety, which the Jets are going to have to address, whether that be LaMarcus Joyner, um, you know, a day two pick or someone else. But to get that value, based on what all these other safeties are getting paid, Whitehead's only 24 years old, turns 25 in a few days. So um, not that that matters much, but, you know, to, to sit there and have <laughs> to get Jordan Whitehead for the price they did to me is, uh, is fantastic. Another guy, proven winner. You know, in Tampa, has been around a great culture the last couple of years. And on top of that, hits hard, vocal guy, another guy that, you know, when, when guys leave, um, you know, and every player on the team's tweeting about how big of an influence somebody was on them, that, that to me is usually, um, that's a good sign. So, um, you know, that, that's where I would say, you know, I am with, you know, with the Jordan Whitehead signing again, I'm going to have Ryan break it down next week, um, you know, and how, how good, you know, Whitehead really is, but, Look, the Jets got, um, you know, four or five starters, depending upon how you look at it. Uh, I think for an average annual value of about $35 million. So I, I, I'm not sure, you know, they got guys that are 24, 25. And in the secondary, they got guys that are closer to 30 on the offensive side of the ball to mix with that youth. I think it's a home run. And look, at the end of the day, what the Jets were able to do, they didn't overspend. They, they let the market play out. 
But at the end of the day, they went and got guys that are going to be impact starters. I, I, I talked about this a lot was again, you know, go get above average to good level NFL starters and free agency and supplement that, with, you know, through the draft. Right. And you have four top 38 picks, you have all these guys that, you know, you think hit last year, you've got some other good, you know, good pieces coming back and a loss in you got CJ Mosley after a full off season, all these different things, right. You sack near two, Elijah Moore near two, all these different stuff. At the end of the day, you had to go out and get veteran proven guys, but not break the bank to where you set yourself up. And, you know, the, the Jets didn't do that. Most of these deals are two or three year deals. Um, you know, we'll see on the guarantees on some of them. Again, the Braxton Barris deal, really a one-year deal. Jordan Whitehead deal, it's a two-year deal for not a lot of money. CJ Uzama, it's a three-year deal for very manageable money. Lincoln Tomlinson, likely a two-year deal on very manageable money. So the Jets will continue to, they're going to continue to build and continue to add depth signings here. But, you know, bottom end of the day, again, repeating myself here, but I love what they did. Um, you know, the first, you know, four or five signings they made, obviously retaining this, you know, guys like Barrios as well as, you know, a joiner, Tevin Coleman, those, those names are important as well um, to continue to keep continuity there. Guys that know the culture, the guys that, you know, want to be here, death pieces, but Tomlinson was a hit for me. Um, you know, we'll see what happens when they move to the right guard, but, you know, the Jets got nastier up front and they filled a huge hole. Tight end, probably one of the you know, most understated biggest holes in the roster. They went out and got a good player on the field, great guy off the field. Um, and they'll supplement that with a draft pick, you know, and a potential, you know, second, uh, second veteran signing, but they upgrade the tight end room. They go to, go to safety. They need two new starting safeties. They got a really good starting safety and they're well on their way to get a second one. They needed a starting number one corner. They went out and got one. So um, again, is it the flashiest names? No, but is it guys that are going to make them a lot better on Sundays and also bring a lot to the locker room? Absolutely. And that's, you know, at the end of the day, that's what you need to do. And again, the Jets didn't go out and uh, spend stupid money, you know, like some of these other teams did and put themselves in a situation where, you know, in a year from now, when they're one or two pieces away, they can't go acquire that, uh, that last missing piece, you know, to, to take them over the hump. Short episode today again, but lastly, I'm going to finish up with a few Twitter questions here kind of uh you know address kind of the offseason going forward alex lee says um you know that's his twitter name obviously he said this as well who do i want at four and ten who do i think we ultimately draft at four and ten um gut feeling as of today the jets go edge and wide receiver um if they go thibodeau or jermaine johnson then you know gary wilson or drake london i think that would be that'd be fantastic way to fill you know huge needs um, again, I know Connor Rogers mentioned this a bunch. A lot of people in the draft community have mentioned this a bunch. The one, you know, kind of wild card is obviously Ikea Kwanu falling to four and, you know, what that means for Becton. But as of right now, if I was Joe Douglas, I'm going, you know, uh, you know, Johnson or Thibodeau and then, you know, Wilson and London at 10, um, you know, granted they're there. Steve underscore Weitzman, what are likely the Jets likely picks in the first two rounds? I'm thinking edge wide receiver linebacker and D line, um, only mention this one, obviously, to get into the second round. I would say day two is going to be a mixture of um, safety, corner, linebacker, interior, defensive line, and tight end. It's going to be one of those. It's going to be two of those picks. Um, the Jets are in a good spot. Again, we have to see what, what's going to happen here. Um, you know, with the death pieces, the rest of free agency guys, you know, that you know could you know shake loose, or you know, the Jets may capitalize on to get a veteran in there, especially at linebacker potentially. Um, you know, in tight end, maybe if, you know, they go sign to Max Williams, then I doubt they're going to take a tight end in the top 38. They're more likely to take one in round three or four. And, you know, then they go with a three deep tight end room that way. Um, 
iPod, Amod, um, JC Trader coming in, McGovern cut. How likely is this? Um, I don't know that it's likely, but it's something I would look into. Depending upon price, JC Trader would be a big time upgrade. Um, he's a top three or top four, you know, pass blocking center in football. Um, you know, you mix that with how good you know the AVTs, Beckton's of the world are, and and run the run game, Tomlinson as well. And, you know, I think it'd be a good, I think it'd be a good move. I just would like to see the numbers first on that. Um, if Treader's looking for a two for a two for twenty type deal or something in that nature, um, and you kind of can net net zero there, uh, I think you'd do it. But I think the Jets are only going to move McGovern if there's a clear upgrade and the the money works. So um, we'll see. It's something again I'd be in favor of, but uh, we have to see there. Uh, Ale Stella six. Why is nobody talking about Zadarius Smith? Financial reasons, scheme. Um, I think it's more of a it's more of a money thing. Um, I think people, as much as they need help at edge, I think we forget how much money they have invested in that defensive line. You look at John Franklin Myers, that five-year, $55 million deal. Um, you know, he's set to make about 12 this year. Quinton Williams set to make about 10. Sheldon Rankin's another six. Carl Lawson, another 15. They're going to, if they add an edge rusher and the draft, that's going to be another seven or eight million. So basically, <laughs> I, would just, I would say that it's the... Um, it, it's a financial thing. And I think, you know, if the jet where the jets are picking, I think it makes sense to try to go maybe young there and, um, you know, and go from there. Um, Sergio Fett, uh, is taking a safety corner in the top 40 stone play. Absolutely. Um, look, if they love sauce Gardner and he's the number three player on their board and he's there at 10, how do you not take him? Right. You, at the end of the day, um, if you really don't feel like Bryce Hall or, or Brand Nichols or future CB ones, which they're not, and then their ceiling is, you know, corner, uh, middle tier or upper level cornerback too. Why, you, you know, you, you take that guy, right? Or safety, they still have a second hole at safety. Um, they need a, they need a free safety, you know, maybe Marcus Schoener's a stopgap there, but, um, you know, I, I don't see him, uh, I don't see him being there long term. So I think it's a guy that, you know, you try to address free safety in the draft. You look at a lot of different options, the Lewis scenes of the world, Daxton Hill, Jaquan Briskers. Um, it's a deep safety class, especially in round two, and the Jets are in a good spot to, uh, to upgrade there. Like images, why do I pretend to have real sources? I don't know. You should tell me that because uh, apparently I make everything up. Um, are the Jets done in free agency? Gase, J3T. Uh, the Jets are not done in free agency. I think they're just done with the, the higher profile signings. It's going to be much more veteran depth pieces. Again, I mentioned a tight end linebacker, potentially interior defensive line, maybe a, a depth piece at edge of any Curry type signing. So um, they're not done. I'm sure they'll add four or five more guys. It's just not going to be the, um, you know, big names that everyone's kind of accustomed to last, uh, last one here. Um, John Filippelli, what's one, uh, what's one splash shining Joe Douglas can make at the market. The players market isn't where they think it is. Um, it could be potentially an edge if all of a sudden, for some reason, um, you know, someone's market starts, you know, torpedoing maybe, but I don't see the Jets making any splash shinings per se. I think they're in a spot where they're continuing to add good, you know, above average to good level players um, mix again, mixing with those draft picks between last year and this year. Uh, you hope you get something from Carl Lawson this year and uh, you're well on your way to uh, Mekhi Becton. You're well on your way to a much more improved roster. So um, that's going to wrap for today. Um, obviously a shorter episode, just me today, but next week, Ryan Clark will be on the show. We're going to get really in depth on the, you know, the secondary guys, um, any other signings I'll update you guys on as well. 
make sure you know everyone subscribe again to Badlands. Uh, tap room, tap RM Jets 50, uh, $50 off, $100 purchase. Cannot go wrong there. Uh, you know, whether starting a nice out, take advantage and you know, get those seltzers and beers in you and um, you get $50 off. Um, you know, and you know, we'll see probably see a Deshaun Watson trade here in the next uh, you know, the next 24 hours. We're gonna see a lot of stuff happening. So um, you know, continue to be plugged into the channel, obviously, and uh, you know, we'll talk to everybody uh, next week.